Welcome to the Business of Beers podcast. This is the place where we help entrepreneurs expand their business, build their wealth, and generate passive income. I'm your host, Brian Beers, an entrepreneur who's on a mission to inspire growth from everyone around me. Remember that you need to take the action others won't, and you can live the life that others don't. Please be sure to check out my weekly newsletter that now drops every Thursday. It includes one quote, one tweet, one podcast recommendation, plus some business and investing insight from me. It's short and it's sweet. My goal is to provide you with just a couple gold nuggets to help inspire your growth. Go to brianbeers.com to subscribe. Welcome to the Business with Beers podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the 10 ways to fund your franchise. You know, it costs between $50,000 to $500,000 to buy, start, franchise. And most people, except for maybe Mattress Mac, don't have thousands and thousands of dollars of stuffed under their mattress. And for everyone else, we need to find a way to fund it. So a word of caution before we get started here is running out of cash is the number one reason that businesses fail. So don't overextend yourself. It's better to start small and be conservative. Have cash reserves on the side. Sometimes sales don't grow as fast as you expect them to. Sometimes the business is a lot more difficult to learn than you anticipated. And once the business starts making money, don't go spending it. All right. Save the cash and reinvest it back into the business. Acquire more units, invest in marketing, build your team. You know, you can live an excellent life by owning franchises or you can build generational wealth, like ridiculous wealth and an empire if you reinvest those profits back into growing and scaling your business. It's totally up to you, but I'm choosing a later. So the 10 financing options or funding options here, I'm going to go through all of them and then we're going to go uh, break each one of them down. So I have two buckets, self-funded and other people's money. And with the self-funded options are the ones that allow you to tap into an, the equity of an asset that you already own. So basically, you're just going to leverage the asset that you already own to, and pull money out of it to go and buy it. Or you're going to use you know, OPM or other people's money, which you're going to borrow cash from others. So the five self-funded options that we are going to talk about are cash, HELOC, stock portfolio loan, life insurance loan, and a 401k rollover. The other people's money options that we're going to talk about are in-house financing, equipment loans, unsecured personal loans, SBA loans, and friends and family. I have uh, this whole list as a downloadable free copy. If you can just send me an email, Brian at Beers Podcast, or you know, shoot me a DM on Twitter, happy to send you the link. Self-funded. Let's get into this. So cash. So if you want to buy a franchise in cash... There's a couple of pros. There's no stress of debt. You have no loan payments. You have no additional interest you know, expense. And this is an excellent option for any low cost franchises. So, you know, 50,000, 100,000, even 150,000, you know, is a good option for paying cash. You know, the cons on the side is it, it takes years to accumulate that much cash. And depending on how much you have, it could limit your opportunities, right? If you have $75,000 of cash and you want to pay the whole thing in cash, you're going to have a, and take on no debt. You're going to have a lot less options just because you're, you know, you're limited to that budget. And then you also may need to source additional working capital. Like if that 75,000 is just the bare minimum to get you started, it doesn't take into account that it, like I said, it may take some time to build the sales. Like you might be losing money for three months, six months, whatever it is. And if, if you totally tapped yourself out, you know, you could get into a bind. And so that's the, that's the con and to be cautious about. Number two is HELOCs. So home equity line of credit or HELOC, 
The pros here is you get to tap into your home's equity. So you let's say you own a house that's worth $500,000 and you owe $250,000 on it, right? You have $250,000 of equity. You know, depending on the bank, they will let you borrow up to 100% of that equity. So you have a line of credit for the 250 that's remaining. Some of them allow you to borrow up to 90% or 80% of the home's value, which would, you know, reduce that number. Some of the pros here is it's interest only payments. Uh, they are normally some of the lowest rates that you can get for, for this type of acquisition. And it's very easy to apply. You know, you get an appraisal, not too bad. And then as your business makes money, then you start paying down the principal, right? Which lowers your interest rate. And that's a great option. Now, the cons are similar to the cash. If you don't have much equity in your house or you, you, know, you don't own a house, it will limit your opportunities. If you only have $50,000, right? And that's going to fund the whole thing. You know, you're, you're, you're limited, right? Another con is a bank could not renew the line of credit and then they term out the loan, which basically means like, you know, it's interest only payments until they say, Hey, you know, we want to start like forcing you to pay principal and then they'll term it out on like a 10 year note, which increases your payments every month because not only paying interest, but now you got to pay principal. And so you want to clearly understand what the requirements of the bank are and like, when does that happen? And making sure you know you can afford it because the worst case scenario here is you lose your home because you can't repay it. So obviously you want to be careful with that. And this goes back to the you know the whole thing about don't overextend yourself. Number three is a stock portfolio loan. So most major brokerages, so you know Vanguard, Fidelity, you know Charles Schwab, whatever these big these big brokerages allow you to borrow up to fifty percent of your non retirement stock portfolio. So let's say, you know, you've got uh, what do I have here, like two hundred thousand dollars of of value, and maybe it's an S and P five hundred index or in some bonds, whatever. It's it's not retirement though, so it's not a IRA, it's not a SEP, it's not four hundred one k, it's like your your cash brokerage account. They will allow you to borrow up to a hundred thousand dollars, right? Fifty percent of it. And so some of the benefits here are it's it's normally way better than having to sell your stocks, right? Selling $100,000 worth of your your stocks will, you know, incur capital gains most likely. And then you also are going to miss out on the future growth and dividends and everything that you have by by owning those stores. I mean those stocks. And so you know, this is a good way to leverage equity in your stock portfolio, pull out that cash and then use it to invest in your business. Applying it is really easy. Like once you get it, you just have it. And whenever you want to tap it, you can just have them send you a check and then they start charging you interest. And then you pay principal as the business, you know, starts to make money similar to HELOCs, which then lowers, you know, your interest because you're paying down the debt. On the con side is once again, you're limited. If you don't have a big portfolio, the rates are higher than a HELOC. Like right now, it's like two to three percent higher than whatever, you know, your HELOC would be. So today I want to say Vanguard's are like 10%, so, something like that. So pretty, pretty similar to where like an SBA loan is. Um, you know, PLOX definitely the best, cheapest option. This is like the next cheapest. And the biggest risk here is you get a margin call if the value of your portfolio drops uh, below that max loan to value. So in my example here, we, you have $200,000, right? The max that they will let you borrow is, is up to 50%, okay? So you can borrow $100,000 out of your $200,000 of value. And let's say the portfolio drops by 10%. So it drops from 200,000 to 180,000, right? The new maximum loan is now 90,000, right? 50% of the value is so 90,000. 
And if you maxed out and borrowed $100,000, you will get a margin call for $10,000, right? The 90,000 max loan, the 100,000 that you have like on the streets, they're going to say you have to deposit $10,000 or if you don't, within a certain time period, they will start selling your stocks, like force selling them in order um, to get you back to that um, you know, under 50% LTV. So the advice here is if you're going to do this, do not max out. Do not go 50%. And you know, let's say you only borrowed uh, 80,000, right? You could have borrowed 100, but you decided, hey, I'm only going to borrow you know, 40% instead of 50%. So you borrow 80,000. If the value drops and 90 is the max, you're still good because you only owe 80, right? And so don't max it out, you know, stay conservative. And if you want to set this up, it's super easy. There's no cost. Just contact Vanguard, Fidelity, whoever you, you know, whoever you bank with or, you know, have your brokerage account with, and they will set it up for you. Number four is a life insurance loan. So if you have a whole life insurance policy, you are building cash value and you have the ability to borrow 100% of that cash value. And similar to that HELOC, you're only making interest-only payments at great rates. Like I'm with Penn Mutual, you know, it's 5.7%. I, I can borrow cash from from my life, my life insurance for 5.7%. That beats that beats anything else. And there's also no timetable to repay the principal. So you're paying interest only, right? But the insurance company has guaranteed payment upon your death. So there is there is no turning out the loan. There is no forced repayment. It's it's totally on your schedule. You know, as long as you're making the payments. On the cons here is it takes years to build good cash value, and it also you know limits your opportunities depending on how how much you have. And I'm a huge fan of this whole like infinite banking strategy. I don't know if you know I've talked about it in the past. I've interviewed guys on it, and the idea is you treat you know a whole life insurance policy like a savings account. And it earns four or five percent a year. You have access to that cash through a loan. It's protected from creditors. The death benefits can go to your kids tax free. So, uh, if you're interested in this, you have to be kind of a higher income earner for this whole thing to make sense with the, with the fees and stuff involved for the first couple of years. But email me if you want a referral. Uh, I work with one of the best guys in the space who set up policies for my entire family. I've interviewed him multiple times here on this podcast. So, uh, huge benefit there. Number five is a 401k rollover. So this is only applicable if you have a 401k, number one. And number two, you are quitting your job to start the franchise. And so if you, let's say you've got $200,000 in your 401k, whatever it is, and you want to use that money to seed your investment, you can do that. There's no early withdrawal penalties as long as you do it correctly. So great option for people who want to bet on themselves instead of betting on the stock market. You know, on the cons, this process is complicated. You have to use an expert and an experienced company in doing this. And you also have, it has to be a C-corp to set it up. A lot of people don't want to have C-corps or, you know, there's additional taxes and some administrative reasons. But once again, this is a great option. To, to access that money uh, if you choose to. Some of the 401k rollover companies is FranFun. There's another one called Benetrends. There's another one called Tenant Financial. Uh, if we're working together, my team's helping you get into franchising. You know, we can make introductions and and you know hook you up with all these. So that covers our five self-funded options: cash, HELOC, stock portfolio loan, life insurance loan, and a 401k rollover. Now we're going to dive into the second part of this, which is other people's money. And so there are five here. Number one is in-house financing. So many franchisors, or I shouldn't say many, some franchisors offer in-house financing for their franchise fees and equipment that you purchase through them. This is 
the super easy. It's super quick. There's no banks involved. It's usually, you know, reasonable interest rates of, of what they charge. And, you know, I've seen it where, you know, the franchise fees, whatever, $40,000 if you just pay it up front. And maybe, you know, if you want to spread it over four years, you pay, a, you know, it's 45000 so you pay a little bit more, but, you know, you only got to pay $10,000 up front and then, you know, $600 a month or whatever it is for the next, you know, four years. I've seen it on equipment that, you know, let's say it's a, it's a custom build out thing and the franchisor like, you know, does all the build out themselves because they have this specialized team. Sometimes they'll finance that for you as well. And so it, it all depends. And the cons here though is usually they have predetermined rates for everyone. So it could be 6%, it could be 8%, it could just be, hey, it is what it is, take it or leave it type of model. And the term that you get with them may be shorter, which means higher payments compared to other options. So maybe they offer you know a four-year loan, but hey, you go to the SBA or you go to some of these other and you can get 10 years, right? And so which, which lowers your payment. Ultimately, you pay more interest, but lowers your payment. And the other con here is if you default on the loan, you default on your franchise. And so you know they are connected at the hip here. And so that is something to be aware of. But for me personally, if a franchisor offers in-house financing, most of the time I'm going to recommend that you that you take it because uh, most of the time it is a pretty good deal. You know, franchisors want to see franchisees succeed, and if they are leveraging you credit, they've got some more skin in the game, which I like to see. Next is equipment loans. So this is a great option for equipment-based franchises. So you are buying dumpsters, you're buying trucks, you are buying vans, you're buying anything that has like, you know, it's a hard asset with resale value. Generally, you, there's a very easy application process and approval process since the franchisor normally already has existing relationships set up with these lenders. And these lenders are doing like all their work. So everyone that goes through the dumpster company, like they're using the same equipment lender. And so the, the lender is now comfortable with the franchise model. They they're comfortable with everything. They have to approve you like personally from a credit standpoint, but you don't have to like write this whole business plan. They just like they get it and they understand the intrinsic value. The cons here is, you know, it's obviously only for equipment. You can't finance the franchise fee, working capital, startup costs, you know, rates and terms, you know, based on your credit and equipment is used as collateral. So if you default on the loan, they repossess the equipment, you're out of business, right? The next one we're going to talk about is unsecured personal loans. So these are, you know, a little bit fringe, right? The pros here are you can get the this, this funding and use it for any purpose, right? There's no like you have to have a business plan. We have to have this certain collateral. Uh, you don't have any collateral. That's why it's unsecured, which is the biggest benefit. But to qualify, you have to have excellent credit, like 700 or, or higher. You have to have, you know, reliable income, no missed payments. Like these, these. Lenders, these private lenders are lending purely on your personal uh, track record and taking a bet on you. The cons here, it's higher rates. You know, it's a higher origination fee. It's a higher lender. It's a higher rate, you know, on an ongoing basis. And some people don't mind paying the interest because they don't want to put up the collateral. They, they, they don't really, you know, don't have it or don't want to put it up. Uh, other people say, Hey, I'm not going to pay a whatever, a 10% origination fee or, you know, whatever these things are. So anyway, I do have one um, that I recommend talking to if you're interested in that. It's called American Business Credit. Number nine here, I got SBA loans. So SBA loans, very, very popular for funding franchises. Uh, the pro here is you can finance up to 70% for a startup business and 90% if you're buying like an existing uh, cash flowing franchise. But for most people starting a brand new franchise from scratch, you know, 70% finance, they need 30% to bring as a down payment. But what they can include in that 
seventy uh, percent, like the, the the whole nut here, is all the equipment, the franchise fee, the build out costs, the marketing budget, and working capital. Like if the franchisor says you need six months of working capital or three months of working capital, and you you know get this budget for, you know, let's say the all in is is three hundred thousand dollars, they are going to finance up to two hundred and ten thousand, right? So you got to come with with ninety thousand, and that ninety thousand. You know, could just be cash in the bank, like said, working capital, franchise fee, whatever it is. So that's that's really nice. Uh, on a term basis, they're ten year terms, and the rates are based on Wall Street Prime. So right now, it's like eleven percent, roughly. As interest rates keep rising, it sounds really high when we're used to like rates half that amount. And honestly, you just got to work it into you know your numbers. Can you still cash flow? Can you still make money? Does this thing still make sense? And yes, you pay higher interest, but at the end of the day, if you're getting a good return on your investment, it is what it is, right? The cons here are, you know, you're dealing with the government. There's additional paperwork. You have to put up collateral that's equal to the loan amount. So if you're getting that $210,000 loan, they need collateral equal to it. So they will look at the assets and say, all right, well, the assets, you know, maybe on the street value is worth 100,000, but they're going to discount it. And maybe they're going to say it's worth 50,000 or let's say 60,000. So then they're going to say 210. They're going to subtract the 60,000 or whatever they think the asset, the discounted value, the assets are worth. Now there's $150,000 less. You need to put up collateral for $150,000. So if you own a house and let's say you've got $200,000 in equity in your house, you know, they are going to have a lien, like a second position lien on your house to, to be able to capture, you know, that 150 that they need uh, to get you there. So obviously additional risk. There's also restrictions. There's also some prepayment penalties. There's a, there's a bunch of other rules around it. But for a lot of people, really good option. Some of the banks that I recommend is you want an, a franchise-friendly SBA lender or go through a broker that that this is all they do. I don't recommend don't go to like Wells Fargo, TD, or any of the major banks. Uh, check out Live Oak Bank. They're the number one uh, SBA lender in the country. And then there's there's ones I mentioned earlier, Fran Fund, Benetrends, and Tenant Financial. All are uh, SBA franchise like brokers, like lending lending brokers, where you apply with them. They basically shop you to a bunch of different uh, other lenders that do franchises, and will um, you know will work with you on that. And finally, friends and family. And so let's say you want to you know raise some 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 money, you could do it uh, as equity or debt. So you could give them a percentage, you could give them you know just a pure debt payment. You know, you can set the terms, you can be as creative as you want. And there's no banks, there's no credit checks, like you can make it as easy as possible because you're just raising money from your friends and family. The cons here are, you know, you gotta hustle to raise the money. And you may end up getting some unwanted partners who demand updates and demand payments and are giving you shit at like Thanksgiving dinner and all these things that, that could go wrong, right? When you kind of mix your your family and your business and, you know, it, it could be bad. And then what may happen is you may decide, hey, I want to get these guys paid back as quick as possible. And maybe you're paying a premium because of the, the increased risk. And so then you're draining cash from the business quicker than if you went one of these other routes. And so anybody looking to go that route, I just recommend that you be very, you know, selective in who you choose and, you know, setting proper expectations and doing everything up front you can to help avoid uh, any any relationships that that could be destroyed of it. So just just be careful. And you know that's that's all ten of them. So on the on the backside here on other people's money, we're looking at in-house financing, equipment loans, unsecured personal loans, SBA loans, and friends and family. One of the cool things here is you can combine multiple sources. So let's say you wanted to get into that dumpster rental business, and it is a 
$310,000 investment. You could say, all right, well, I got $75,000 in cash. Uh, I am going to utilize a $35,000 in-house franchise fee. And then I'm going to use their equipment lender for $210,000. And you add all up, you're 310. So basically 75,000 cash and the rest you're leveraging. Maybe you want to get into the house cleaning business and it's $120,000 to start one up and you've got you know, $50,000 in cash and maybe you've got a stock portfolio loan that you're going to you know, borrow money to get the, the remaining amount. Maybe you want to get into residential painting and you are going to get $20,000, you're going to tap your HELOC and then you're going to get a $65,000 unsecured personal loan. So you have no cash into this thing and you're good to go. Maybe you want to get into water remediation and you want to do a life insurance loan, a HELOC, an SBA loan, and you, you have all your money. So there's lots and lots of different ways. You know, Sometimes people only think cash, they only think um, you know, SBA, but there's there's 10 different ways. There's There's actually probably more, but... Uh, that's what we're starting with today. So if you are ready to get started on your franchise journey, I have a team that helps people find the best franchise based on their goals, their budget, their skills, and location. And it costs absolutely nothing to work with my team. So if you are interested and you're serious about getting started, you can send me a message on any of the platforms, LinkedIn. You know, I'm very uh, active on Twitter. You can send me an email, Brian at Pod brian at beerspodcast.com. And I'll get you connected to one of uh, an expert franchise consultant that I've handpicked. And we will work with you to help you, you know, achieve freedom and build wealth and, you know, have a lot of success by owning franchises. So that's all I got today. I will see you next week. Thank you. That's all we got for this episode with the Business with Beers podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is to rate the show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Also, make sure to link up with me on your preferred social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find all my links at brianbeers.com. Please just share the podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember to take the actions others won't to live the life that others don't. 